If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie, and we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. I'm really excited because we are talking about a super cute movie, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, with my favorite boo at the moment, Luca Bravo. It's also starring Leslie Manville, Alba Batista, Jason Isaacs, Rose Williams, and Isabel Hubert. So this movie came out on, it was in the theaters for a while, right? Yes. And it's still kind of playing in theaters right now across the country. But I just remember both of us really wanting to go see this movie in theaters and then life got in the way. And we were so bummed that we couldn't make it to the theaters in time, but I'm glad it's now available on Prime. So. I know. I was so happy that it was streaming. It was really fun to curl up on my couch and watch this movie. It's just like visually very pleasing with all the couture gowns. For those of you that don't know, this is a movie that was adapted from a book. The synopsis of the movie is there's this English woman and she's a cleaner for a living and she's a war widow and she sees this Dior gown in one of her clients closets and she just has this moment and she falls in love with the dress and she decides I want a gown like that and so she saves up her money and takes herself to Paris to get a Dior gown and I have to say it's there's just something so delightful and inspiring about this movie you're just rooting for her the whole time I felt every emotion with her they did such a good job filming the emotion aspect Mm -hmm. of this film that I felt I was legit seeing this through her eyes I wanted the dress I wanted all the dresses I loved every aspect of this movie so I was really excited to see Luca Bravo in a different role other than playing Gabrielle on Emily in Paris, because that's the only thing I've ever seen him in. So I was very excited to see him expand into something else. And I know he's been in French television and French movies, but I don't typically watch things in French, but I loved him in this role. He was just such a sweetheart. I mean, he is an Emily in Paris, but just to see him in a film, he just did so well. He did. He plays a very cute, smart man. And I wanted him. He is setting the bar for accountants right now. I've never wanted an accountant in my life. <laughs> and he he's not just a heartthrob on Emily in Paris. I mean, he's a chef. And you're yeah. like, oh, a man that can cook. And oh, a guy that can crunch numbers and make it look good and be sensitive and sweet and handsome. Oh, take me right now. The woman who played his love interest, Natasha, she was a dead ringer for Audrey Hepburn. Yes. Bangs, the ponytail. She was just the quintessential chic 
French woman. And Mm -hmm. I was just loving every minute of it. And I wish we could have gotten to their story a little bit more. So that's what makes me curious about the book. Okay. I'm sure it goes more into it, but the relationship is so sweet. It was the cutest, cutest Mm -hmm. thing ever. Here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. That is your spoiler alert. We have seen Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris and we are talking about it. I really enjoyed seeing Lucius Malfoy in this film. I know, not the bad guy. What? Yeah, not the bad guy, Jason Isaacs. He was kind of the friend. Ada Harris, she is. she doesn't know she's a war widow. She's holding out hope that her Eddie is still alive, but it's been seven years and she's been waiting. And the film opens with her getting this envelope that's kind of a little bit bigger than normal. And she waits till she's with her friend in the bar to open it. And okay, this is the moment that caught me in the feels is where she gets his ring and she finds out Eddie's gone. Oh my gosh, what a moment. She was hopeful for seven years when it isn't confirmed, you kind of just hold out a tiny bit of hope. And what she said is we mend, but we don't forget. And I think this is really what the catalyst was. She was waiting. Her life was on hold. She was waiting to live her life and to keep going because she was waiting for Eddie to come back, hoping he would come back. And then that's what pushed her to do something to live her life. So what about you? What was the moment that really caught you in the feels? I mean, I had two. It was first at the house of Dior when she's watching the runway show mm-hmm. where you just see her in absolute utter delight looking at all of these dresses. Yeah. I, I felt like I was sitting right next to her and I was like, Ooh, put down 11. Ooh, put that one down. And yeah, the way that they just zoomed in on her happiness and her joy, I felt it. I wanted her to get the dress that she wanted. They just captured her emotion beautifully. And the other moment I felt absolutely heartsick but it was when the dress went up in flames. Oh gosh. Yeah. I was like, do not let me catch Penrose in the streets. Cause this girl is going to get it. I was so upset for Miss Harris, just absolutely sick to my stomach. And of course, Miss Harris handles it with dignity and grace. And all she does is just drop off the key. Like I'm never cleaning your house again. Yeah. Oh, I was so livid. This movie was just a full spectrum of emotion for me. And I went from loving her joy and happiness to feeling for her and sadness and trying, I don't know, build her back up. And I'm like, okay, we're going to go back to Paris. We're going to be fine. It's fine. We're going to get another dress. It's going to be okay. We're just never going to trust anybody with our clothes ever again. What did we learn here? Yeah. What did we learn? Yes. Let alone expensive clothes. I think that just goes to show you what a pure heart she has. And, you know, and this kind of goes right into like, who was my favorite character? Well, it has to be Ada Harris. She, you just love her. Yes. You just love her right away. She's so hopeful. And, you know, one of the lines she said at one point was like, this is our lucky day. Like she just has this unabashed hope and joy. And I guess that's part of the reason why she believed so long that Eddie was going to come back. You know, she's just a hopeful person. And she goes after her joy. She's like, I'm going to get that dress. She goes to Paris. She doesn't let anyone stop her. We see her kind of lose her hope a little bit. And then all the people that have also fallen in love with her and just adore her, they come through. And then that letter, when they, when they sent the new dress, just had her back. They just could see what a wonderful, pure soul she is. And you're just rooting for her the whole time. You're like, this is my best friend. And I want her to have her dress. I want her to succeed. Yeah. So who was your favorite character? It was also Mrs. Harris, but it was her fighting spirit. Mm -hmm. She did not take no for an answer. She's like, I did not come this far to be turned away. I have cash. 
what part of my mm-hmm. cash isn't good enough. And then exactly per Luca Bravo, sexy accountant man comes in and is like, yes, it is a cash sale. Let's let her in. That will cross that bridge later. We'll figure this out. You just don't turn people away like that either. It was yeah. just her consistent fighting spirit that brought everybody in. And when they decided to make cuts, she was not letting anybody lose a job. You guys are going on strike. We're all going on strike. It's happening now. Right. She's like, F that noise. Come with me. We're going to get our point across here real quick. We have a solution to this problem and we're going to make sure that we're hurt. That's so resilient. You don't see that. She's resilient. I mean, a war widow, she had to work all the way through the entire war without her Mm -hmm. husband. She's, she's gritty. She's tough, but she's also kind and soft-hearted. We need more Mrs. Harris's in this day and age. We don't have enough of them. Mm-hmm. She knows her worth. And I was, I really loved that about her. I love that we see her get a happy ending. We see her get a moment and we know she has a bunch of friends surrounding her and she's going to be happy and she's going to be okay. So now here's my next question. Would you read the book? I don't know about the book. I would definitely rewatch the remake beforehand because I love Angela Lansbury. Oh, uh-huh. Hello, Mrs. Potts. I grew up coming home to watching my mom watch Murder, She Wrote. So oh. Angela Lansbury was a staple in our home. Angela Lansbury's Miss Harris Goes to Paris was one of those. She walked so that this cast could run because I loved this movie. And granted, this the previous version was in the early 90s. And I even wanted to say that there was another version before that. Like it was a remake of a remake. And I only knew of, I think I might've known of two, but I didn't know about the book. So I'm, I'm semi-curious. So the book came out in 1958 and it's Mrs. Eris Goes to Paris. I definitely think I would read this book mostly because what I was saying before in the dish, I want to know more about Andre and Natasha's relationship Okay, because it kind of gave me one of those feelings like there's definitely more to the story that we're just not getting in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about that. I'm sure that there is more backstory with her and Eddie and oh. maybe why she held on so long is just what I'm guessing because, you know, seven years is a long time. Why wasn't he presumed dead? Maybe they didn't find anything. Did they think he was a prisoner of war? Like I'm just a little bit more curious about the backstory. And sometimes when you know the backstory and then you rewatch it and kind of makes it that much richer, like the twilight effect. If you had never read the books of Twilight, it is the cheesiest movie. <laughs> oh, yes. All of the Twilight movies, the whole series. I'm like, man, these movies are so cheesy. I don't even remember the books. I don't remember what happened, but you know, you're missing stuff. Yes. I know that reading the book will make it richer for me. Okay. So I'm wondering if there is a, an abridged version of the 1958 novel. Okay. I wonder if it'll be available in Barnes and Noble. It probably is. I'm, I'm sure, sure I can go there and look and pick it up. But, um, but now I can imagine Luca Bravo. And <laughs> right. I, I feel like this movie could have been like a mini series too. Cause I wanted more. It was just so beautiful to look at like it was. in Paris. I love the cars. Oh yeah. And it just made me think if you're filming in Paris, which is incredibly busy, even pre pandemic, post pandemic in the thick of the pandemic, closing off streets in Paris is so incredibly hard. Okay. I won't say it's my favorite, but it definitely hit a nerve and caught me in my feels. And I think it's probably the most memorable line from the whole movie, it was Miss Colbert and she was being a total sasshole mm-hmm. to Miss Harris. Mm-hmm. But the line was, how will you give this dress the life it deserves? And I just took a step back and you immediately see the classism and the sting yeah. 
that that was supposed to hit. And I felt it and I was not okay. Like this fictional French woman got a reaction out of me. And I was like, Ada, we're going to have some words. You step outside. And I was ready to like go to town on this woman in French and say, how dare you? It's called treat yourself. Just all the things. I was very much in my feels. I could not stand this woman. And again, tipping my hat to Miss Harris, she beautifully handled that situation with dignity and grace and knew not to sink to that level. And here we have Miss Harris just leading by example. Even at the very end of the movie, when Miss Colbert is ready to leave House of Dior and you see her looking very homely in her house clothes, Mm -hmm. not put together and very humbled by Miss Harris just bringing her back up to powerful woman in the fashion industry. I was like, she didn't have to do that. She chose to be a good person. Okay. Remember that. And she did wrote a very nice letter to Miss Harris at the very end and gave her a new dress. And I was like, okay, something registered. You did learn something. You do have some redeeming qualities, Miss Colbert. But that line, oh, it just hit a nerve. I mean, imagine when we went to the Bridgerton Ball, had we not treated ourselves to a fun, not just a fun night, but a fun gown. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, mine was vintage Amazon. We'll call it. <laughs> we treated ourselves to something really fun and nice. I'd like to think we gave that dress a nice life, even though it's been hanging in my closet since June. We ordered it in October of last year. And we didn't wear it till June, but we gave it that night to shine. Right. And all a dress needs is a night to shine. Granted, I'd probably repurpose it if there was another special occasion for it, but how dare you? I think also too, it's that way of thinking was so backwards where it's, we're deserving Mm -hmm. to have this. Right. And it's our time to shine. And I think that's where Ada kind of got caught up. She thought about it. And that's why she gave the dress to Pamela Penrose or, and then it got burned. And she was like, this dress needs to be seen. And she kind of let that guilt get the better of her. And Mm -hmm. she did that. And it was a mistake instead of just realizing like, I am worth having this for whatever reason I want to have it. Mm -hmm. And the dress isn't in out of an object. I'm a person with feelings, right? but it's okay to want to have something nice for yourself. Even if no one else sees it, like I have so many robes, so many robes, silky robes, because that is my guilty pleasure. That is what I like. It doesn't have to be a guilty pleasure, but I do it because it makes me feel good and luxurious. It's just something nice for me, for myself. And with Ada, she was always doing things for other people. She cleans for other people. Mm -hmm. Not a lot is for herself. It's very inspiring. I'm going to get another rope now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I personally would recommend this movie to anyone and everyone who wants a feel good fashion lovers film. Yes, absolutely. I wanted a baguette. I wanted all the French things afterwards. Chocolate croissant. Just send it my way. And now it is time for the fangirl spotlight of the week. The Fangirls podcast is now on Redbubble. Visit our newest online storefront and add any of our fandom-inspired designs to a variety of items, including hats, t-shirts, mugs, and so much more. All the info will be in the show notes. The Fangirls podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form, with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more. You're sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. Link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with 
more fangirls and fan guys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you. So connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called the fangirls favorite things inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the fangirls podcast are not affiliated with the phone. Anyone and everyone from the cast of Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Just fans. We're also not affiliated with prime one day, maybe, but not today. Just really big fans. Really big fans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.